We are back for another Codex Cantina episode, which is just two guys talking literature, trying to make sense of it. Now, we spend a lot of time pushing ourselves, trying to understand this literature, organizing it, and then bringing it to a conversational approach for how we deliver it. And we've absolutely put more money in it than we've gotten out of it. So if you guys are considering supporting this channel, we'd appreciate you checking out our Patreon link at patreon.com slash the Codex Cantina, as well as Ko-Fi of ko-fi.com slash the Codex Cantina. It all helps us in running the show, along with commercials, guys. So thank you so much. We're going to do a quick commercial break, and then we'll get on with the rest of the episode. We're back. Tibba! I don't know what else to say. I, I, we're back. Hi. It's been... T- when's the last TBR we did? Was it like November? October? It was well? 2022. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to do something new. I don't know. Maybe we'll go back to the monthly Tibbers. But I'm worried what happens if the next time we do a Tibber is August. Like, what if we become like a once every three or four months Tibber? I'm not saying I want to be, but I'm just saying, what if that happens? So is this the spring Tibber? This is the or- spring Tibber. How did you know? Gosh, you ring my mind sometimes. <laughs> I, I don't know. I was going to say winter, but I mean, it's kind of warming up. <laughs> it was like 60 degrees today. It kind of is. I mean, okay. From From a calendar perspective, isn't it like... March something, we officially enter spring, so this can count as a spring tibber. I don't know. Ask the groundhog. <laughs> <laughs> he betrayed us this year. I talked to his wife, yeah. Phyllis, and she told me that he's been lying for years. <laughs> Phyllis and Phil. Oh, we're really original on those names. <laughs> All right, so let's just talk about where are we going over the next few months in case you wanted to follow along, particularly from like a, a novel perspective. And short stories, we kind of announce those as we go. Follow us on Twitter, and we'll usually try to check them up. A lot of times I forget, not going to lie. Kind of a forgetful guy over here. Uh, I don't even have access to the Twitter account. Um I'll be honest, I forget we have a Twitter sometimes, so I only see your stuff that you post on Facebook, because I never go to Twitter. Oh, uh, gosh. Every time you bring yeah. up Facebook, it just it reminds me of how old we are. <laughs> yes, I am old. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm a Facebooker. Yeah, if you were hip, you would have been like, I'll do the TikTok. <laughs> okay, well, let's get a TikTok. We'll post them up there. Well, they call it, they don't call it TikTok. When you do... Book talk. Yeah, there you go. You knew it. Book <laughs> Yeah, only because I follow Leslie. <laughs> At the nerdy narrative, you should too. All right, so books, we got we got kind of a big deal here, because for those of you that don't know but have been wanting to read "No Longer Human" by Osama Osamu Osamu Dazai, now's your chance, and not just because we're reading it, but because the never before translated prequel is coming out in March here. So it's a very short book. It is literally, I think, it's the second top selling second most top selling whatever the right terminology is there uh, book in all of japan which says a lot about its popularity spoilers i've already read it (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna do no longer human and i'm gonna try to get some time with our boy jack We're, we're gonna put out some some content on that but then the flowers of buffoonery which is the prequel. So it takes the narrator, goes to his younger years, and it's supposed to be more of a comedy. We'll see. I don't know. Never been translated to English, so we don't know what we're getting into, but we know it's design, so we know it's a masterpiece, right? Agreed. I I don't know how it could be funnier than No Longer Human, but we'll see. I just have a morbid (laughs) sense of humor, I guess. You do. You (laughs) do. Funny is not a... like. It is funny, but that's not a normal word I hear to describe it, but I I love you for that. I love you, man. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, now in terms of the wrap up strategy, we gotta, we gotta, not that we gotta get it out of the way, but we need to wrap it up B when it comes to Kane by Gene Toomer. So we're gonna probably power through that this month and next, as well as Dubliners, right? Oh, wow, those are two masterpieces, and you're gonna, you're gonna finish them. You're gonna do me like that. Uh, that's why. I, well, the reason why I say we need to power through them is I need one hundred percent of my my mental capacity for this next piece. So again, it's not because they're bad or anything like that, but, but I need a hundred percent of my brain because we're going to go into Ulysses. So starting here, okay. as soon as we finish the flowers of buffoonery up to the next three or four months, we're going to read Ulysses. So I'm going to go off script and tell you that when we're done with Kane and Dubliners, I'm going to ask you, which one would you rather be able to delete from your memory? <gasps> And reread for the first time. Oh. As having a whole new experience again. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. The first time I read Dubliners, I liked it, but I didn't I didn't understand it fully. Well, no, that's not a fair oh. comparison because if you if you read through Kane quickly, you can read through it just to get through it. And it takes effort, I think, to get some of the, through some of the the meanings of the poems, I feel like. So maybe that's not a fair comparison. I I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Dubliners because I feel discovering Ireland, discovering people, discovering James Joyce's prejudices and thoughts even, discovering those through Dubliners was very rewarding like on literature as a whole for me. And that's that's what I'm going to go with because he's my boy, Jimmy Joyce. But you are Irish too, right? So you see yourself in that. I mean, about as Irish as every other American that says that they're Irish it just means, you know, Hundreds of years ago, maybe. Okay. You're super pale. <laughs> <laughs> and you like whiskey. <laughs> I do. I'm drinking Irish whiskey right now. I've been on a very Irish whiskey kick here lately. See? Told you. <laughs> well, when, when we met up in Lexington the other week, I made you try some Irish whiskey, and you admitted that you liked it. I did. I did. I will admit that. Yes, sir. So, uh, But I'm Welsh, so <laughs> take us into the rest of spring. Well, I... I what makes you think I have more? I mean, I wrote down some authors, like in terms of short stories, Edgar Allan Poe, Jorge Luis Ooh. Borges, Alice Walker, Catherine Ooh. Mansfield. So we got uh. some hot ones coming your way. But yeah. I mean, you, well, they're over there behind me. Ulysses, those two, this guy and this guy. Those are my two Ulysses copies. And they're, they're, they're going to take up 100% of my time. There's I won't have the ability to do anything else. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Um, my... my uh, it sounds bad to say it's like not my my casual read because it's not like it's really that casual. But this book right here was bought by our boy Noah from everyone who reads it must converse. And he bought it for me. It was very sweet. Let me get this. It is called The Buddhist Philosophy of Assimilation. And it's about how I believe how Buddhism came to Japan. And remember when we read um we did our dive into Shintoism, Shinto. Oh yeah. And we learned we learned a lot about how it kind of like absorbed and evolved and took on other belief systems well buddhism's kind of like that and, and, and no one knows a lot about it so I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into that too but that's going to be kind of like a i don't know what that i don't know what that is but but this is just something that's going to be happening that isn't literature in a sense so that's going to be an offshoot and i know you're gonna it's going to inspire you and one day you're going to come to me and say crypto Let's do some philosophy about Buddhism. <laughs> it's going to happen or something. 
and be like, let's do some armchair philosophy stuff. <laughs> no, I've I've already got your armchair philosophy uh, filled out, my friend. My friend, I think uh, later this year you and I need to do Nietzsche, and I think it'll be a Nietzsche that I have not read yet, just so that we okay. can kind of explore it together. But again, armchair experience. I don't know what that product will be because we, you and I, have stepped away from we we, we don't want to be educational, right? Like that's not our goal. We do want to understand the meaning and wrestle with what things mean. But we're not aiming it, I think, from an educational standpoint anymore. And I think we need to keep that mentality if we start going into philosophy too. It's more that about that exploration of meaning to us. That conversation, that dialogue, mm-hmm. that understanding of what does this bring out in my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. And the whiskey too. Stay Don't tuned for our fall tipper of when we discuss Nietzsche and philosophy that'll be very light, very casual. <laughs> well, that's our plan for the March slash spring tipper. We will update you as we have some more time. It's been a rough couple of months here, but I think I think we're going to get back into the swing of things, but just in case, I wanted everybody to kind of know what the plan is, so I appreciate, uh, appreciate you guys spending some time with us today. As always, you know that YouTube algorithm is hungry, so please smash that like button, subscribe, leave a comment down below. I've been Crypto. Peace. I have been, Una. Word. <laughs> <laughs>